All right, Rabbi good morning, good morning. Let us, let us begin a Guten Chodesh, a great Tzchos Baruch Hashem, to be able to learn. Daft today on this last day of, first day of Rosh Chodesh, but last day of Chodesh Sivan. So we thank our Talmud sponsors for the month of Sivan, Paul and Kathy Pollock, for dedicating all the Shuman Joshos this month as the Tzchos for Fushleimah of Kathy's sister, Dana Baker Matson. We thank our week of learning sponsors, Binyamin Fleischman, in memory of his father, Rav Shmuel Yudel, Ben Binyamin Yaakov Zichron Livrach. We hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah. Kol Chole Yisrael have a completed and during Rafua, and then Shamas will have an Aliyah, the families in the Chamal. Well, so with that, let us begin a lot to do today. Baruch Hashem, today's daf is Lamed Dalid 34. We are picking up in Rez Hashem on Lamed Gimel Amad Beis 33b. Three lines up from the bottom. Barava Amarava said, so once remember again, yesterday's daf, we had a series of very exciting machloksim. So the Gemara says like this, the way we ended off yesterday was, in one case, Salah follows Rebbe, and in the second case, Salah follows Rebbe And now the Gemara says as follows, In fact, Salah really follows Rebbe in both cases. So we'll say, remember again, just to reorient now a little bit of a shift, what that would mean is as follows. In case number one, case number one was the case of Bidlo. Bidlo, which was, remember again, one more time, that you can't go ahead and be mevatel v'get in front of a beisdin, not in the presence of the shaliach or the wife. So now the shaila, of course, was if you did it, if you did it. So what's the impact of your actions? Rebbe says it works. Rebbe says it works. In other words, bitlo mevatel. So now Rav Nachman is saying that halacha, sorry, Rav is, well, yeah, Rav is saying that Rav Nachman, halacha follows Rebbe, bitlo, if you did it, although you shouldn't have done it, if you did it, it works, that's number one. Number two thing that Rebbe said was that if you appoint a group to do something, you can go ahead and be mevatel, part of the group, not in the presence of the entire group. So therefore Rav is suggesting that in both cases, the halacha follows Rebbe. But lastly, Rav Nachman, Makoach Beizin Yava. Now, we'll remember again, going back to the first case, Rabbi Shimon Gamliel argued. Rabbi Shimon Gamliel argued on Rebbe. Remember again, why did he argue on Rebbe? Because he felt that if you're going to allow a husband to go ahead and to go ahead and um, be mevatel the get in front of a, in front of just like a, like a pop up Beizin somewhere, not in the presence of the isha and not in the presence of the shaliach. In defiance of the takana of the enactment of Rabbi Gamliel, then what good is the power of Beisdin? Literally, again, imkain. If so, that this will work. Ma kach Beisdin yafa. What power does Beisdin have if you could defy them, and your defiance creates halachic realities? So now the Gemara says, does Rav Nachman not subscribe to that principle? After all, the Ham Rav Nachman Amr Shmuel. Suppose they listen to this. Rav Nachman said in the name of Shmuel as follows: Top of Lamedalit. If you have, it was actually an interesting case. If you have Yisomim, father dies, father dies, and it leaves behind heirs, sons, but they're Kitanim, they're minors. They're minors. So what happens? So, so now they want to divide up the estate. The problem is they're minors. They don't necessarily know what they're doing. So Basin sets up with an apotropos. Well, say apotropos essentially is like a guardian, a guardian slash executor. So in other words, each katan, each katan is given an apotropos, someone who is there whose job it is to advocate on their behalf. 
you know, to go ahead and make sure that they get a favorable, a favorable portion. And ultimately, again, the Rapetropis is there to go ahead and choose for them a proper portion. So we'll say, so now what happens? Let's say now the Yisolim get older, they grow up, Baruch Hashem, and they're unhappy with what the Apetropis shows for them. So now they grow up. They have the ability to object to the portion they received, and they have the ability to say, look, you know what, we're not happy with what we got. We're not happy. So Rav Nachman, so said, Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman himself says, No. If when the kids get older, they are unable to object to what the apotropist chose for them. Why? Because if the children have the ability to object to the portion they received from the court-appointed custodian and guardian, then what good is the power of Beisdin? So I'll say, what's the point? The point of here is you see, Rav Nachman himself subscribes to this concept of imkein makoach beizin yafa. So therefore he's saying, once Beisdin appoints the apotropist, the apotropist helps the katan secure a portion in inheritance. The katan grows up. Zach katan gadol yeah, right? So he goes, yeah, he grows up. Now he's an adult. He can't object to what he got because when Beisdin does something, Beisdin does something. That's it. So you see that Rav Nachman subscribes to this idea. If that's the case, then how can Rav Nachman say that the halacha follows Rebbe that bitlo mevotol? That if the husband goes ahead and just gets together a papa Beisdin, is mevatal the get, not in the presence of the wife, not in the presence of the shaliach, that it should work. Doesn't that undermine the authority of Beisdin? To which the Gemara says, no, no, no. Both say, la medala medal 34a, 34a, five lines down. Hasam mamona, hacha isura. To which the Gemara says, I want to say something amazing. It's two different cases. Two different cases. The case that we were just talking about over here of the apotropsin, right, of the kids, is talking about a case or, or in words, of mamon, of money. Here is talking about a case of Isser. In other words, they both say, when it comes to monetary decisions, the Gemara says, whatever Beisdin decides, that's what's going to stand. And I will say, now why is that? Rashi points out over here because of Hefker, Beisdin, Hefker. Remember again, we have a concept that in general, Beisdin has the ability to decide realities when it comes to monetary law. Right? And therefore, Allah in this case over here, where Beisdin appointed a court, a court agent, an apotropist, to help the katan find the proper portion, either katan grows up and he doesn't like what he got, too bad. Too bad, right? That's the way it's going to work. The correct Basin helped, helped adjudicate this settlement. We're done. Basin has control over all monetary matters. We'll say, go back for just a second. Go back for just a second. In the case of Get, in the case of Get, right? Rebecca Gamil comes along and says that really you should not go ahead and convene a pop-up Basin to be Mavatal the Get, not in the presence of the wife or of the Shaliach. Okay, fine. I will certainly totally understand why. Let me ask you this. If we already said if a husband did it, does it work? Does it work? So we'll say, because it works, you can't go ahead and say that in order to, in order to go ahead and secure the, the integrity of Beisdin, we're going to say it's not going to work. It doesn't make sense. It's counterintuitive. It's counterintuitive. It's wrong. It's wrong. But since it works, and it's Isra, in other words, we'll say, what are you going to say? You're going to say that the get is the get ultimately the get is effective when Midoraisa it's not, right? That's what you're going to do. You're going to allow her to get remarried based on the fact that you don't like the fact that he went ahead and convened the Papa Basin, going to let him get married when Midoraisa, the get itself is absolutely void. That doesn't make sense. Now, both say, now in fairness, 
the Gemara kind of addressed this already. So the Gemara already addressed the fact that according to Rabbi Shimon Amliel, when he says, remember, even Rabbi Shimon Amliel is not really saying the get is valid. Right? Remember again, what is Rabbi Shimon Amliel saying? What are we seeing yesterday's daf? He was saying, Havkas Kiddushin. Right? Even he was agreeing that the get is not valid, but rather he was saying that Chazal are going to penalize him and dissolve his Kiddushin retroactively. Okay, fine. So I'll say, point over here is, so let's, let's kind of, let's kind of, you know, circle the wagons over just a second. So remember, essentially what we have over here is Rava saying the name of Rav Nachman that the halacha follows Rebbe in both of these cases. Therefore, if you convene the pop-up based in, you shouldn't have done it, but if you did it, it works. That's number one. And number two, if you appoint a group to do something, even though ideally, if you are canceling the agency of some of the members, you should do it in front of the entire group. But if you did not do it in front of the entire group, the cancellation of the partial agency is still going to work. Fine. Couple of stories. Couple of stories. Listen to this. Gidel Bar-Eloi. Shirley Gidel Adris. What's an interesting case? Really interesting case. Gidel Bar-Eloi. That's his name. Sent to get to his wife. Azal Shlicha, so listen to this, now he sent it with the Shlech, so, okay, so Gidel, husband, sending a get to his wife, we'll just call her wife, but he sends the get with a Shaliach, fine, Ashkicha, the Havayasva, the Navla, so I'll say, so what happens, so Shliach finds wife, Shliach finds Mrs. Gidel, and what happens, he finds that she's weaving, she's weaving, Amrla, so Hagitech, he says, so listen, I'm here, I'm, I'm your husband's agent, to deliver your get, Amrla, Zil Hashtamiha, so, so Mrs. Re'iloi, right, Mrs. Gidel, says to the Shliach, do me a favor, it's not a convenient time right now, I'm kind of busy, come back tomorrow. Come back tomorrow, give me my get tomorrow. Okay, Shaliach leaves, Azlugabe, so the Shliach comes back to Gidel, Gidel bar tells him exactly what it is that occurred. Interesting. So we'll say, so essentially, so Gidel Bar Eli hears that the Shliach didn't give the get, and what does he say? Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. Literally, Baruch HaTov blessed is God who is good and bestows good. So we'll say, so now, what's going on over here? Right, so now, so essentially, Gidel Bar Eli is saying, I'm so happy you didn't give the get. Right? Baruch but here's the Chad. He's not saying it in those words. Right? All he's saying is Baruch HaTov Again, he's saying Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem, you didn't give the get. Okay. So I'll say, so now what is this? So Abaye says, okay. He went ahead and he said, Baruch HaTov But he, this is not, this is not a bit, he's not mevatel, the get. In other words, we'll see this in just a moment. In other words, he's saying Baruch Hashem, but the get is still a valid get. The shlichos is still a valid shlichos. And if the shliach were to go back tomorrow and give it to her, she would be divorced. Rava Amar Baruch HaTov HaMetiv U'Batal Gita. So Rava says, no, no, no. When Gidl Bari Eloi says, ultimately again, Baruch HaTov HaMetiv, ultimately he's being Mavatal the Get. Now, remember again, once again, when we say Mavatal the Get, what is he really doing? What is he really doing? Being Mavatal the Shlichos. Okay. So what are they arguing about? This is incredible. So Gidl says, Begilui Daita Begitin Kamiflagi. They both say, this is absolutely incredible. They both say, we are 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, about 13 lines down from the top, Lama Dalud Amadal, 34, 8. And both say, now listen to this. What are they arguing about? So they both say, this is incredible. Begilui Daita Begitin Kamifli. They both say, what's Gilui Das? What's Gilui Das? Gilui Das means an expression of intent. 
Now, listen to this. Now, we have the kinds of Giloy Das in many areas of Halacha. Here, what it means is like this. What happens when someone says something that is an expression of intent, but it's not an explicit expression of intent? So, we'll say, here's a perfect example, right? So, Gidl Bar sent the Shaliach to deliver the get. Shaliach comes back. He says, listen, your wife told me, your wife told me to come back tomorrow. All right? Gidl Bar says, Baruch Hashem. Now we'll say, we're pretty sure. What does it mean when he says Baruch Hashem? What does it mean? What does it mean? He's happy, right? He, he changes his mind. Doesn't want to give the get. We'll say, but what's missing? What's missing? Explicivity, right? In other words, explicitness. It's not. It's not explicit. So we'll say that's called Giloy Das. That's called an expression of intent, right? An expression of intent, but it's not an explicit expression of intent. So I will say, so what do you do with that? So the Gemara wants to suggest, that's a machlokis Abaye in Rava. Abaye says, Gilui das, an expression of intent, it is nothing. It's nothing. In other words, say what you mean. Say what you mean and say it clearly. We're not going to start inferring from your words in order to create the halachic reality. If you want to change realities, you must be explicit with your words. That's Abaye. And Rava, Rava says, no. No, we absolutely have the ability to go ahead and use a giloy das, use an expression of intent to create a reality. So we'll say that is the machlokis. Incredible, incredible. Tabai savar, abaye holds. Giloy daita begit alav nilsihi. Abaye says expression of intent by a get is, does, doesn't affect reality. But Rava savar, giloy daita begita mia nilsihi. By the way, begita nilsihi. Rava holds the expression of intent ultimately again. Right, giloy das is absolutely meaningful. Absolutely meaningful. All right, so the Gemara says, Rabba. So let's analyze this. So I'll say, so Rabba says, from where do I know that Gilui Das is, is, is effective? How do I know that an expression of intent, even though it's not an explicit expression of intent, works? Listen to this. So I'll say, great case. Rav Sheshes was administering a get against the husband's wife. And I will say, we have not spoken about this case yet, but there is a concept, ultimately again, of forcing a husband to give a get. I, but one second, we're gonna talk about a get, Mosa, which is a get that is given against the husband's will, doesn't work. So I'll say, we're gonna discuss this very, this very interesting, nuanced idea, how under certain circumstances, we can go ahead and compel a husband to give a get, and it's not treat, and it's treated as if it's given in accordance with his rasa, in accordance with his will. We'll get it. We'll get into it. In any event, let's just read the case for now. So what happens? So what happens? Rav Sheshes is forcing a guy to give a get. Rav Sheshes said to the witnesses, "Hachi Rav Sheshes." So we'll say now. Watch this. So now, so here's the case, right? Guy doesn't want to give the get. Rav Sheshes forces him to give the get. Fine. So now they're giving the get. The husband goes over to the witnesses and he says to them, Haki Gita. So the husband says to the witnesses, I have a message from Rav Sheshes. Rav Sheshes says the get is bottle. So we'll say, so what is the husband doing? Right, the husband's trying to get out of the get. He's not saying, I'm being Mavatal get. Instead, what he's saying is, Rav Sheshes is being Mavatal get. So we'll say, what is this? This is a case of Gilui Das. Right? It's not explicit because he's not saying, I'm being Mavatal get. It's kind of making up a shtickle story over here that Rav Sheshe says to be Mavatal get. And yet, And ultimately, again, I will say, based on this, based on this, Rav Sheshe's required a writing of another get. 
right? So what do you see from here? So Rav says, you see from here that Gilui Gaita Begitin is Milsihi. That an expression of intent, even though it's not an explicit expression of intent, ultimately works. We'll say, what will Abaye say in this case? Va'abaye, atu Rav Sheshes mevatl gita de inshihava. Ultimately, does Rav Sheshes have the ability to be mevatl other people's gitin? Of course not. Ihu debatle. Ultimately, it's the husband who is mevatlet. Va'ayte ka'amr lechu hachi mishum depanui. So I'll say, so if the husband is being mevatl yet, why does he blame it on Rav Sheshes? It's very simple. I'll say he was scared of Rav Sheshes' bouncers. Apparently, Rav Sheshes had some, uh, had some, you call them guys, right? Uh, like, like a shtick like hooligans, right? Some is right, some uh, muscle, right? He had muscle. He'll say, by the way, this is the way forcing people to write gin works, right? It's not that you're showing people the light, it's you're showing people a fist, right? So I'm sorry, so that, that's, and again, this, this is exactly how it works. It is actual physical coercion. We're going to talk about it. So this husband, this husband is scared because Rav Sheshes has his guys. They get some guys, by the way, right? Can you imagine also if we got some guys? Anyway, so what happens? He has guys. He has guys. So the husband is scared of the guys, and that's why he says, Rav Sheshe said to him about all the get. Okay, so therefore I will say, ultimately Abai will say, it's not Gilui Daita. It's not Gilui It's not an expression of intent. It's actual, it's actual explicit expression of intent. Okay, for me Abai, Abai says, Abai says, from where do I glean my position? That gilui daita begitin lav milsihi. That an inexplicit expression of intent is not meaningful by gin. Where do I know that from? Listen to this. Listen to this. Rav Yehuda facilitated a get for the son-in-law of Rabbi Yirmiya. Okay. So what happens? Ubatle. So I'll say the son-in-law, however, right? The husband was mavatal the get. Okay. Tana ashkale ubatle. So I'll say then. So then what happened? Rabbi Yehuda had another get written. The husband was mavatalit again. Hadir tanava ashkale al karchei. So I'll say, so finally again, what happened? So Rabbi Yehuda had another get written for the husband, this time against his will, right? Al karchei. Ba'amra luhu l'sahadi, listen to this. Osivu karibonaihu v'kasvulei. So listen to this. And Rabbi Yehuda instructed the witnesses, put some, puts Rashi says, put some pieces of gourd in your ear in order that you won't be able to hear those. And others both say, Earplugs, earplugs. Put in earplugs so that when the husband comes to go ahead and, when the husband comes to go ahead and be mavatal the get, what's going to happen? You won't hear him. You won't hear him. It's an interesting case. So the Gemara says, V'i sakadaitcha gilui daita begita milsi. Now one second, I'm going to say, if you hold that an inexplicit expression of intent is enough to be mavatal the get, ha-chazile tekarahet basraihu. Ultimately, you know, what's, what's going to happen? So, can you imagine this scene? Shabbi Huda is fed up with the husband who is going to be Mavatal the get. So, what does he tell the witnesses? Write the get, write the get, and puts. I will say, by the way, I just want to point out these cases sound a little bit strange because it sounds like the get is being done against the husband's will, right? We have not done this sugya yet about the mechanics of this, so we're missing a little piece information about how this works. Don't get too caught up in that right now. What we're focusing on the idea is of, of inexplicit, inexplicit statements, right? Inexplicit statements, ultimately, again, what's the effect of them or not? So watch this. So therefore, I mean, who is telling the witnesses, put some gourd in your ear, put in some earplugs. This way, when the husband comes to me about the get, you can't hear him. You can't hear him. 
But if you say an inexplicit expression of intent is enough to be about the get I will say, remember, the witnesses are going to write the get. And what happens? The husband is running after them. And he's yelling. I will say, now what's the whole chap? They are, I should say, he's running after them. Now they can't hear him because they've got gourd in their ear. Right? So they, they, they can't hear him. But I will say, isn't the fact that he's running after them, Gilui Daito, right? Gilui Das, isn't that an expression of intent? That he doesn't want the get. He's running after them. And I will say, yet, what do you see from here? And Yelabaye says, what do you see from here? That, ex- that we don't care about that. We don't care about that. An inexplicit expression of intent, ultimately, again, is meaningless when it comes to get. I will all rather say about this case. Varava, hide the karait, basai, the amr lehu, asher, hover, lay, hiyo, kehecha, the mishalim, sarada, hu gavra. Rava says, no, no, no. Maybe the guy is running after the witnesses to say, quickly, finish up what it is so that my misery comes to an end. Right? Otherwise, we'll say, maybe, you see, we assume that he's running after him in order to move out of the gate, but maybe not, maybe not. Maybe he's actually running after the Edim in order to say, come on, get the literally, run, do this quickly. So that the misery, the suffering of this man should come to an end. Okay. From Rabbi, Rabbi says, So once again, Rabbi says, interesting case here. Rabbi says, from where do I know? That Gilui das begin, that, that an inexplicit expression of intent ultimately is not enough to be mavatal to get. From where do I know that? Listen to this. We saw this case already before. Right? Ruven gives a get to his wife. Now he gives her with a tenai. What's the tenai? If I don't come back in 30 days, right? So ultimately, again, the Havigita. So I'm going to say classic tonight. Here's your get. If I'm not back in 30 days, if I'm not back home in 30 days, the get is valid. What happened? So we'll say he, he makes it back, right? He's literally right at the border of the town within the proper amount of time. And what happens? Bridge collapse. Bridge collapse, right? And because of the bridge collapse, therefore what? He's unable to fully make it home. Amrlahu, chazudasai, chazudasai. See, he's, he's jumping up and down. I'm here, I'm here. Now, say, now, what's the problem? What's the problem? He's not here, right? He's not here. He's on the other side of the bridge, and the bridge collapsed. Vamar Shmuel, lo masya. And Shmuel says, Shmuel says, ultimately, again, this is not called arriving, right? And therefore, again, the get is valid. Now, both say, the Yimar is suggesting, Yimar is suggesting, Abai is suggesting, this is a case of Gilui Das, Right, Rabbi said he's jumping up and down, and he's saying, "I'm back, I'm back, I'm back," which effectively means what? Means what? He wants, he does not want the get to be valid, and yet what? The get is valid. So what do you see from here? That an inexplicit expression of intent, gilui das, is meaningless when it comes to game. To which the Gemara says, "No, no, no, Rava Amar, that's not true." Rabbi say his intention when he jumps up and down is not to be mavatal the get. His intention is what? So the Gemara says, It's different. When he's jumping up and down, what he's saying is, I have fulfilled my condition. This is not a case of Bittal Get, and this is not a case of Gilui Milsa. This is a case of Tanai. And what essentially what he's saying about say is what? Listen, 
I'm back in order to fulfill the tonight. I'm back within 30 days. The get should not be valid. But ultimately, again, there is an extenuating circumstance which is preventing me from ultimately fulfilling it. But I've, I've done my best to fulfill the tonight. Now, Bosai, we're going to see, we already learned this, by the way, we already learned this concept, that in ones begitten, right? You can't claim extenuating circumstances when it comes to getting. In other words, you made a condition, you don't fulfill the condition. Ah, you tried, ah, the bridge is down. Too bad, too bad. There's, there's no extenuating circumstances by getting. Okay, how, so I'll say another case. So I'll say, this is an interesting case. There was a man, apparently what happened was, here's the case. He did Kiddushin. He did Kiddushin. Right after he did Kiddushin, he gave her a get. Now watch this. He gave her a get and he said to her, if I don't do Nisun with you within 30 days, this get should be valid. Okay, interesting case. So I'll say, what I'll say first wide line, first wide line on the bottom of Lamed Dalar on 34a. Okay. Kimazot Lassen Yom, in 30 days go by. So Amr Lehu, Hatarachna. And he says to her, listen, I'm really trying. I'm really trying. Ultimately, I'm just not ready for the chasana. Right? I haven't finished cooking. I haven't secured the location, whatever it is. So I'll say, what he's claiming over here is, I'm, I promise you I'm really trying, but I'm not ready by the appointed date. To which the Gemara says, So what, what should we be concerned for over here? Imishum onsa, ain't ones begin. So I'll say, if he's claiming extenuating circumstances, so I will say there is no claim of extenuating circumstances by getting. Fascinating idea. In ones begin. Furthermore, imishum daita begita, pluta da abaivarava. Now, Bosan, here's what's interesting. Here's what's interesting. So I will say, if he's claiming ones, okay, that's not a valid claim because in ones begin. So I will say, maybe he's being mavatal the get. Right? In other words, maybe when he says, I'm trying so hard to pull this together, Essentially, I will say, what can you read into those words? What can you read into those words? I don't want to get. I don't want to get. And I will say, is he saying, I don't want to get? Is he saying it? No. What he's saying is, I'm working really hard. So I will say, that's gilitas. That's an inexplicit expression of intent. Well, that's a machlokas. Abai and Rava. Okay. Ahuda amr lehu. Ilona sibna l'reishyarcha. Da'adr. I listen to this. Rosh Chodesh case. Incredible. What are the chances? Arosh Chodesh case. So a man says, right, Ruben says to Rachel, Ruben says to Rachel, if I don't marry you by Rosh Chodesh Adar, lehavi gita. Nebo says the same case. So remember again, the case over here is Ruben did Kiddushin with Rachel, gives her a get and says a conditional get. This is your get if I don't affect Nisuin by Rosh Chodesh Adar. Kimot Reishyacha da Adar, when Rosh Chodesh Adar comes, Amr Lohu, Adam Reishyacha Denisan, right, Amri. So he says, no, 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 I didn't say Adar. I meant Nisan. Next month, I meant Nisan. So what should we be concerned for? Imishum Ones. Say if he's claiming it's an Ones case, well, that's not going to work. In Ones begin. Imishum Gilui Daita. Now, when he says not other Nisan, essentially, we'll say, what is he saying? I don't want the get. That's what he's saying is, I don't want the get. So I'll say, so again, it's an inexplicit expression of intent. Well, that's plukta da abaye virava. So I'll say, that's ultimately, again, that's the machlokis abaye and rava. Okay. So I'll say, so now watch this. Look how this begins. Vehilchasa, ki nachman. So I'll say, da aloha falls of nachman, number one. I'll say, listen, these kind of gemaras are the best. Where the gemara actually is, we're about to start a new mishnah, where the gemara actually tells you a conclusion. Right? So number one, da aloha falls of nachman. 
So we'll say, what does that mean? That's the Rav Nachman we started with today, that Talacha follows Rebbe in both cases. So therefore, Bitlo Mavotol, although Rabbi Gamil said you are not supposed to convene a pop-up Beisdin and go ahead and be Mavatol the get not in the presence of the woman of the Shaliyach, if you did so, it works. Talacha, so, by the way, that's how the Rambam Paskins as well, that Bitlo Mavotol, it's illegal, you shouldn't do it, but if you did it, it works. That's halacha number one. Halacha number two, say that you can That although when you appoint a group, if you want to cancel the agency of some of the members of the group, you should ideally do so in the presence of the entire group. But if you ended up canceling the agency of some, not in the presence of the whole, the cancellation still works. So that's halacha kirab nachman like Rabbi kinachmani. I will say the halacha follows Nachmani. Who's Nachmani? Rashi says over here, Abaye the Amar Gilui Daita Begita Lav Milsihi. Ultimately, and I will say, halacha l'maisa, halacha l'maisa. That that the halacha follows Abaye. Because Nachmani is Abaye. We'll see why in just a moment. So, so Nachmani is Abaye that Gilui Milsa Begita Lav Milsihi. I will say, if you want to cancel a get, the only way to do that is with an explicit expression of intent. If you use some type of ambiguous wording, right? Inexplicit wording, it does not work. I will say, what a profound, what a profound Moser has skill as well. The most, one of the most powerful tools we have in this world are words, is the Koach Hadibor. But I will say, the way to properly use Koach Hadibor is to speak straight, is to speak openly, is to speak honestly, and to speak explicitly. When I see explicitly means Say what you mean. We'll say, this goes back to what we said yesterday, that so often in life, interpersonal strife is created because people don't really say what they mean and people don't really say what they feel. And often it comes from a good place. I don't want to be too explicit because I don't want to hurt someone, I don't want to this. But what, you, what happens is, when ultimately people speak in ambiguities, all it does is it sows the seeds of confusion. Does a person have to know how to speak? Does a person have to know how to couch their words? Does a person have to know how to go? Because well, so you know, there are people who are very blunt speakers. What often happens with blunt speakers, they have very few friends, right? And generally people don't want to associate them because often they're just coarse and callous. There is a very, there, but there, there, is a, there is a balance. There's the ability to speak, of course, in a refined, kind way, but also to go ahead and convey the actual things that I want to convey, and especially in relationships, I will say, the ability to speak openly and honestly, but still nicely and still sweetly, is one of the most important things in order to create proper relationships. And that's the Gemara saying, Listen to this. If an inexplicit expression of intent doesn't work to go ahead and affect divorce, it certainly doesn't work to solidify marriage as well. You want a good marriage, open lines of communication. Be explicit with what you want, with how you're feeling. If there are problems, if there are challenges, don't be afraid to talk it out. If Gilui Milsa doesn't work by Gitten, it certainly doesn't work by marriage. Incredible. So we'll say, why is Abaye called Nachmani? So Rashi says there's something very interesting. Rashi says Abaye was an orphan. Abai was an orphan, and he was raised. He was raised in the house of Rabba Bar Nachmani. He was raised by Rabba, raised by Rabba. Sign of deference, out of deference 
to his adopted home, he's often known as by Nachmani, right? By, so to speak, the surname of that particular family. Shabbos says, so that is the Aloha Lamaisa. We paskin like Rebbe in both of the first two cases. We paskin like Abaye, Gilui Milsa Bedaita, Lav Milsa, sorry, Gilui, Gilui Daita Begitin Lav Milsihi. Inexplicit expression of intent is not enough to negate, to void a get. And again, if an explicit expressions of intent don't work for divorce, they certainly don't work to solidify marriage as well. This is really fascinating. We're now getting into some of the actual mechanics of giving. This is great. In the beginning, in the beginning, we're going to talk about now a guy who has two names. Two names. So again, let's say he has his given name and he has a nickname. Or, or for example, he travels a lot and he's known in different... In shul, in shul, in shul, he's uh, Ruvain, you know, and, uh, and that... And um, they say he's Ruben. He's Ruben. So I say, now watch this. Very short in the beginning, in the beginning, Rashi says over here, when a guy would have two names, when a guy would have two names, they would only use the name he was known by in the place where the get was being written. That's what Rashi says over here. So I say in the beginning, even if a guy had two names, I was like, I don't feel like his name is like, you know, Ruven, uh, you know, uh, Ruven Chaim. I mean, like, he was known by two different names. So in the get, they would only include the name based on the place where the get itself was being written. Okay. His name her name, the same of his city, name of his city, the name of her city. So what's Rabbi Gamil was attacking? That ultimately, again, in a get, you should go ahead and write Ruvain, Ruvain, and every name he is known by. Now I will say, there's a little bit of a machlokis, exactly what this means. Do you say Ruvain, and literally the phrase, V'chol shum shiyeshlo, and any name that he has, or do you write Ruvain, who's also known the Miskari Rubin, right? And actually go ahead and write in all of his names, and then the phrase V'chol shum shiyeshlo. So that's the machlokis. Have you say today in Gin, today in Gin, when we write a get, and a guy is known has a Hebrew name, and let's say he doesn't use his Hebrew name, he uses an English name, right? Or he has nicknames. We write all of that in the get. So, you know, if you, if, you, uh, if you have a guy whose name is Ruvain, but, you know, at work he goes in the world, he goes by Ruben, and his, his you know, his, uh, his nickname is Frank. You know, so they're going to, in the get, they're going to write Ruvain, write Ruvain, Demiskeri, Ruben, Demiskeri, Frank, who's called, Miskeri means he's called, the whole Shumshieshlo, and any other name by which he's known. I will say, the Rabbi Gamil Institute of this, it may take a olam. We'll say why? Because here was the problem. The problem. Look at Rashi. Mishum tikkun olam shelo yotzi las abanam and asheni lemar lo girsha baila shein zeshmo. We'll say here's the problem. Or we can turn the bound. If Rachel gets divorced and her husband was Reuven, but no one knew Reuven as Reuven. He only he always knew he was known by the by the nickname Frank. So we'll say. So now what's the problem? Rachel's going to produce a get, right? And people are going to say the get. And what are they going to say? That's not Rachel's husband. Right, Ruben is not Rachel's husband. Everyone knows his name was Frank. So what's going to happen? If she ends up getting married based on that get, it's going to be Motsi Laz. It's going to go ahead and cast dispersions on the legitimacy of the offspring from the second marriage. 
in order to avoid any type of confusion, we just put every name that each of the two spouses are known by, so say people should know that the get indeed is a valid get. Incredible. Some of Yehuda, Amr Shmuel, let's listen to this. Shalchub lei bedina sayam li rabbi gamliel. So let's listen to this. Listen to this. So they sent the following Shiloh from overseas, from overseas to rabbi gamliel. Here's the Shiloh. Here's the Shiloh. Bnei adam abay misham lekan. So let's say if you have a guy, right, or people who come from the dinah, from misham lekan, who come from Eretz Yisrael to Medina sayam. So let's say, now what's the case? Shmo Yosef, the Kohen lo Yochanan. So let's say, let's say again, his name is Yosef, but they call him Yochanan. Yochanan, the Kohen lo Yosef, or his name is Yochanan, but they call him Yosef. Heich Megarshin Nishosein. How should they divorce their wives? Now, as Rabbi says, so this is the Shailah. So the Shailah is, you have a husband who has two names. Husband who has two names. So therefore, again, which name ultimately, again, should be used in the Gat? So Rabbi Gamil said, not a problem. But Hiskin, Shukosin Ishploni, the Choshim Shieshlo, Isha Plonis, the Choshim Shieshlo, Mepne Tikon Haolam. So Rabbi says, this again, Bryce is just going in, of course. So Rabbi says, it's the same case in the Mishnah. So Rabbi Gamil is into, you're right, solid point. Therefore, in the Gat, we're going to go ahead and use all names. Now, both say now an important caveat. What's the caveat over here? Um, Ravashi, Now, both say this is only true if what? If he's known to have twins. Now, both say the only time we include additional names, ultimately, again, is when the second name is used. As both say, the fact that someone once called Ruven Jack, you know, that, that is not by itself going to be enough. In order for the name to be included in the get, it has to be a name that is used. Ischazik treshmei. Amri Rabbi Abba Ravashi, Rabbi Mari Rabbi Lazar, Kaimi Kavasech. So I'll say so again, Rabbi Abba said to Ravashi that Rabbi Mari and Rabbi Lazar hold like you. Tanya Kavasech Ravashi. So I'll say, Bryce that supports Ravashi, that the only time we include a second name is ultimately again when it's used. So I'll say, listen to this. Listen to an interesting case. How you may stay in if a man was married to two women, Achas be Yehuda ve'achas be Galil. I will say one lived in Yehuda and one lived in Galil. Velo shnei shemos, and the guy has two names, Achas be Yehuda ve'achas be Galil. Now this is quite an interesting case. I will say these details go very much together, right? Bepashtos, if you have two wives, one in Yehuda, one in Galil, you might very well have two identities as well, right? Two, two social security numbers, right? A whole bunch of other stuff going on over here. Jose, so what's the case? He's known, right? So he has two wives, one in Yehuda, one in Galil, and he's known by two different names, right? Two different names, one in Yehuda and one in Galil. And what happens? The Girish as Ishto Shebi Yehuda, Vishmo Shebi Yehuda. He divorced his wife in Yehuda with the name he's known by Yehuda. And ultimately, again, then he divorces his wife in the Galil with his name in the Galil. Eina Migurashas. The divorce is not valid. So what does the rice say? The divorce is only valid if what? If what? If he uses both names. He's got to use both names. Okay, Yatsa the Makom Acher, the Girish Peachah and the Gureshas. I will say, if that is interesting, if however he went out to another place and divorced his wife with one of the names in a different place, in other words, he used either he used either the name of Yehuda or the name of Galil in a different place. So what's Talacha Migureshas? Ultimately, it works. I will say that's a stira. That's an inherent contradiction. 
So I'll say, but you just said before that in order for divorce to be effective, ultimately he's got to use both names, the Yehudi name and the Galil name. I'll say, rather, what do you see from here? What's the fundamental distinction? The fundamental distinction, I'll say, is one case is talking about where the second name was Ischazik and one case about the second name where it's not Ischazik. See, the first part of the Brisa that said that wherever he's divorcing his wife, in Yehuda or Galil, he has to use both names. That's when he's established. He is known by both of those names. Therefore, both of those names must appear on the get. The second part of the Brisa, which says that he only has to use one of those names, is Halacha Lamaisa, talking about a case where he's only Ischazik with one, but now, or I should say, he has one name, but the second name is not Ischazik. In that case, it does not have to be included on the get. Incredible. So what you see over here is something very interesting, that as much as Rabbi Gamliel legislated, that Halacha Lamaisa, you have to use both names in a get. You have to use, right, when a husband has multiple, but I'm saying husband, but say for husband and wife, right? Whichever one of the spouses has, is known by more than one name, all of the names they are known by have to be included in the get in order that there should not be any identity ambiguity. But when is that so, Ravashi says, that's only if they're established in the use of both of those names. Good. Both sides finish off. Hahi, hahi, the Havakarli Miriam, Uporta Sarah. There was a woman who was getting divorced. And they both say, people called her Miriam, right? Some people called her Sarah. Some people called her Sarah. They both say, but it clearly was not a name that was Ischazik. So Amri Nardai, Miriam Vachoshum Shishla. In the get, you use the name Miriam, you use the name Miriam, and you also include any other name that, that she has. Below Sarah Vachoshum Shishla. So both sides, now this is just the last point. If a, if a person has a name, in this case, this, way, this woman has two names. Her name is Sarah. Sorry, her name is Miriam. But some people called her Sarah. So we'll say, will we include Sarah in the get? Yeah, we'll include it. In other words, if it's a name that's used enough, we'll include it. But interestingly enough, which name do you put as the primary one? The name by which the majority of people call her. See, even though some people call her Sarah, since the majority of people identify her as Miriam, Therefore, that is going to be the name. So I'll say, so this is very important. So in other words, you'll write Miriam, the Chol Shumshi Miriam, and any other name that she has. You would not write Sarah, the Chol Shumshi I will say, what's the difference? The difference is very important because again, if one is a primary name and one is a secondary name, we always put the primary name first and either the secondary name second or I'll say, not put the secondary name at all, but just write the whole shum shesha. So I'll say, and that is indeed how we pass. It's like, as I mentioned before, the way we do Gittin today, again, there's some, some deviation in practices as well, but if a person literally has a second name, the Ischazik, that they are really known by, so we won't just write the phrase, but we'll actually include that second name in the get. We'll stop over here for today. A good Chodesh. Incredible. All right, have a great day, everyone. A good Chodesh.